Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Lit AF with me, your host, Sarah Cohan. Today, I'm so excited to talk with you about how to meet your need for romantic relationships. So this episode is really great if you're feeling lonely right now, if um, you're struggling being single, or if you recently went through a breakup. So hi, I'm an attachment coach, muscle relationship coach. I help folks that struggle with old patterns that keep showing up in relationships like people pleasing or um, not being able to share needs or help with communicating. Um, And I help folks just create really secure, long-lasting, respectful, harmonious, lovely relationships. And that's like across the board. So um, with a romantic interest, with a partner or partners, with coworkers, with your boss, with siblings, with your family. We all have like lots of different types of relationships. Friends, those are one of my favorite types of relationships. And um, I just help folks that to basically start to share your needs, understand what beliefs are coming up in these areas for you and work through them so that like you are showing up confident and in the best way possible in all of your relationships. It is super fun. It's my favorite thing. And um, yeah, the topic today is gonna be so good. So before we get into it, I have my own personal check-in and um, today I, (laughs) today I'm actually calling you live from my husband's closet. So that's exciting. It's, um, it's not very inspiring, but I know that my voice sounds really good here. I actually, once I I recorded a meditation in here and I just thought it was so funny because I'm sitting here and there's just like clothes hanging, there's shoes hanging up on the wall and there's a guitar next to me. I don't know if you can hear that. But um, I'm literally just sitting on a chair facing the door and I <laughs> think it's hysterical um, that I'm coming to you live from here. But I also know that it's going to sound really good. So I'm also excited about that. We're also packing furiously to head out on a trip to go to Mexico, which I'm so excited about. I'm looking forward to spending the week just on the beach and soaking in the sun and hanging out with fam. So, uh, you know, you know how, what it's like in the throes of packing. It's just like, what's up or down? I don't know. What did I eat? What am I forgetting? <laughs> what am I forgetting? What am I already forgetting? <laughs> but I'm excited to take this time and um, talk with you about this exciting topic. So today we are talking about how to pack your life to meet a romantic relationship need. So let me back this up. Subconscious personality needs are a topic that is defined by the personal development school. And basically, these subconscious personality needs are in the driver's seat of our subconscious. Our subconscious is driving about 97 to 98% of our thoughts daily. So how you know your subconscious is in the driver's seat is like when you're on your way home, maybe you're taking a bus, maybe you're um, driving yourself, maybe you're getting like on your bicycle. But you're driving home or like heading home. And basically what happens is your subconscious is deciding which way to turn, which seat to sit in, um, which stop you're at, like just tracking those things so that you can kind of use your brain to think about other things. So oftentimes when I'll get home, I'll be like, wow, I don't even remember how I got home. So that when you get home, you're like, whoa, we're home now. That's your subconscious in the driver's seat, literally. 
And so what happens throughout the day is that it's a good thing that our subconscious is like just learning things quickly and then going on autopilot, right? But there's some things that we don't necessarily want to be on autopilot around. So that's where we want to check in and see like, okay, how are we actually meeting our needs in like a thoughtful, conscious way? So insert subconscious personality needs here. There's about 45 of them. And one of them is romantic relationships. And the interesting thing about this need is that it's a really, really common need, especially for anxious, preoccupied folks. So the reason I'm actually recording today is that this week I was a guest on Chelsea Rife's podcast called In My Non-Expert Opinion. It's so fun. I highly recommend it. The episode number is 205 if you're interested in listening. And um, on this episode, she just shares so vulnerably about what it was like working with me and actually starting to understand and communicate her needs to other people. And she said that this was such profound work because she always thought that other people had to meet her needs. And so it was really radical for her to learn about her needs and then understand how to empower herself to meet them on her own. And she said that this was like the most transformative experience of working with me, which was so cool to watch. And so one of her needs uh, um, was romantic relationships. And she was also going through an interesting kind of situationship slash breakup while we were working together. So um, especially when you're going through a breakup, your romantic relationship need can be really, really high because you're in a relationship. What happens is you're getting your need met so quickly and romantic relationship need. This need actually can be broken down into a lot of different parts. So what happens when you're breaking or sorry, when you're dating someone is they're meeting your needs. So many of them. So it could be like physical touch, um, emotional connection, comfort. Um, what else? Um, like for me, it's fun. My partner is very, very fun. So he meets a, he, he helps to meet that need for me. It could be discovery, learning, especially depending on which stage of the relationship you're in. So, um, what happens with the relationship, romantic relationship need is that it's touching on a lot of different parts of other needs that we have. And so to hack that, it, it will actually help you recover from a breakup faster and also help you deal. And if you're constantly feeling lonely, it can help you really address those feelings. So the beautiful thing about this is that our subconscious is so smart, but it's also like so dumb. So it's smart because it's trying to get these needs met for you in the best way that it knows. There's such a uh, personal development school also has this term called the subconscious comfort zone. And the subconscious comfort zone is basically just like where you're at right now. What you're doing right now is your subconscious comfort zone way of getting those needs met. So that could be like, um, I always talk about client with clients about like uh, New Year's Eve uh, resolutions and how every New Year's Eve for years, I would be like, okay, this is the year I'm going to lose 20 pounds. I'm going to really like get um, like very strict about my gym habit. I'm going to go there weekly. I'm going to get there three times a week. I'm going to eat super healthy, super clean. And I would do that for about a week or two using willpower. And then eventually, probably around the third week of January, it would start to diminish. Maybe I'd skip one. And then, you know, the guilt and shame would to kind of creep in. And then eventually I wasn't doing anything. <laughs> Which almost made it worse than if, than if I had never set a New Year's resolution. Because it was like, 
I was creating these new goals for me. And then when I didn't meet them, I would guilt and shame myself about it, which is like not fun, right? If like the one thing I want to do in this world is to help people reduce guilt and shame that they're feeling because those are such strong, hard to process emotions. And the less that we can put on ourselves, the better. So our subconscious is smart because it wants to get our needs met in the way that it knows how, but it's dumb because you can hack it to get a need met in a different new way that isn't necessarily um, being in a romantic relationship with someone else. And so I'm going to explain that a little bit. But what that means basically is that like, you can um, ask for emotional t- like connection or physical touch from someone else that isn't an, in a romantic relationship with you, and that will get your need met for physical touch. And so it's kind of like breaking down one piece of the puzzle, and if you add a few more and get those needs met together, then all of a sudden you're not so caught up in needing that romantic relationship need to be met. So I just wanted to, I shared a couple of ideas on um, Chelsea's podcast and I wanted to talk about them here just because I think that it's so, so, so helpful. And I'm sure you've got some ideas. So honestly, if you have some ideas, I want you to come find me on Instagram and post about it in the comments for this week's post because I want to know like, what are you doing to kind of hack your romantic relationship area in life? And I'm going to break down what the smaller ones are in order to not, feel as lonely or not feel like this need isn't getting met. So there's a couple. I want to talk about each one. So emotional connection. So when you're having an emotional connection with a romantic interest, but honestly, what's happening is you're both sharing so deeply, especially in the beginning stages of a relationship. You're feeling like um, they're hopefully that your feelings are being validated and you're getting to listen to their feelings. And it's a really beautiful part of a relationship, right? So a way to hack this, and I want to give you a few tips on how to do this on your own and then also do this with um, other people in your life. So a way to hack this is to get a really solid journal practice down where you're like sharing with yourself about how your day was. You can also, if you're not a journal person, you could do a voice note. You could also do a video. I have some clients that do video and they love it. So you can get creative on how you're journaling. But just making sure like, and it's just 10 minutes a day. You don't have to do anything more than that. But like try to create a a point during the day where you know that you're going to connect with yourself emotionally. You're going to share about how you feel and um, you're going to be really honest about how you're feeling. Another way to do this is call a friend and ask some, you know, deeper questions. Don't keep it surface level, like get into the emotional level. And a nice way to do that is to go first by sharing like, oh, I'm having a really tough week. Like, this is what's going on for me. So that way you can kind of set the, set the tone for how you're hoping that they'll show up with you. Another fun one for this, and this also kind of hits up the intimacy need, is um, Google the 36 questions and um, answer the 36 questions in your journal. So like if you're looking for what to journal about, like that could be a really fun thing for you. Because the 36 questions are really intimate questions that it's, I don't know if you've heard of the 36 questions, but it's, um, New York Times did an article about this like a couple of years ago. And so I kept doing it with like everyone in my life, which was so fun, um, which shows you I have a very high need for social connection, emotional connection, all the things. <laughs> so um, what happened is the 36 questions are like questions done in a study where I can't even remember where the study was done, but basically, 
Um, they had a bunch of uh, couples do the exercise and ask each other these questions. And there was like a really high success rate of those couples staying together. So do that with yourself. Doesn't that sound so fun? Don't you want to be in a relationship with yourself for the rest of your life? Like, I want you to be having a hot love affair with yourself when you're especially going through a breakup. But really, anytime you can be single or in relationship and still be having a love affair with yourself. So I hope you can use 36 questions to get to know yourself, get to answer these like really intimate questions. Um, another one is physical touch. So a creative way to get this need met is really ask for friends and family for hugs when they're around. Um, also asking them to maybe sit close to you on the couch um, to really uh, notice when that physical touch is happening. Another way to do this is to book a massage. I know that's like kind of a more expensive activity to get met and that need met, but it is an option. Or um, just notice when you're like getting your hair cut or something like that. Like try to like take in the physical touch that you're receiving during those moments. Another one for physical touch is actually putting a body pillow in your bed so that it feels like there's another body in there. And you can kind of like snuggle up next to it. You can spoon it. You can like put your back against it. And for extra credit, put on an electric blanket over it because that'll really feel like, ah, there's another person here and this feels so good. And I don't want this to be like another person's coming. This is like, no, no, I've got like someone else here with me. I know it sounds super strange, but just try it. Like get creative on this. Like I want you to not worry about how you might be perceived for doing these, but instead focus on like, okay, if I try this, what does this feel like? And then just keep iterating and iterating and iterating. So intimacy is another need for romantic relationships. And like I said, that journal practice and especially answering those 36 questions can help to meet this need. This is also a powerful area where you can meet your own sexual needs. So for all my ladies out there, this is where you're going to want to get that vibrator out, get comfortable with whatever practice you have. Maybe get some lube if you need it. Don't be shy. Meet, try to like explore and figure out like what you're into and um, really try to meet this need on your own. One of the things that I am learning about um, sex education for young kids is really um, before like encouraging kids to explore their sexual needs before going out into the world and exploring with others. And I just love that idea because you're basically teaching them like, okay, what are you into before someone else is going to enter your field and like, you know, put their needs or their, their interests onto you. So I love this. So you can get into like, what am I interested in bed? Like what turns me on? What am I into? What am I not into? Play around with this. And again, this is where that like love affair with yourself really comes into play. Like you're creating a love affair with yourself through time with yourself, through journaling and getting to know yourself through sexual exploration. That can also be meeting a need for discovery and novelty. Like there's a lot there that you can explore and have fun with. And then another one is fun. I get a lot of clients that say that relationships really meet their need for fun. And so this one, I actually really recommend kind of planning your week out for that one. So if you have fun when you're hanging out with a specific friend who tends to be really funny, if you just enjoy comedy nights, I want to make sure that you're going out to like a comedy show or watching a comedy special. Um, 
figure out like how do you have fun? What what how do you define fun? Is it you making jokes? Is it listening to someone else's jokes? Is it nothing to do with jokes and just having an activity to do or some sort of sport or something like that? Um, try to define what that is and then plan that throughout the week. So that could be making sure that like if you're on a team, like an adult sports team or something like that, that you've got like at least one thing per week where you're like, I know I'm going to have some fun at that time. And if nothing is coming up for you right now, when you think of fun and like things that you can do or activities that like you just lean on or friends that you lean on for this area, now is the time to get creative about this. So figuring out like what um, team sports teams you could join or what kind of cool community groups are out there. Group are, uh, what's it called? Not Groupon. <laughs> That's Coupon Company. Meetup is still going, okay? I know it was real popular in the 2000s when I first moved to San Francisco. I remember running into someone on a bus that had a tray of cupcakes that he had made at home. It had the cutest little like cupcake cover I've ever seen. It was like a little, um, <laughs> I'm dating myself here, but it was like a little kitten caboodle, but full of cupcakes. <laughs> And I asked him where he was going, and he said that he was going to a group, or sorry, a meetup in the park where other people that made cupcakes, it was like a, a cupcake trade. So everyone was going to the park to basically show off their cupcakes and then eat other people's cupcakes. I was just like, I wish I knew about that. That is so flipping cool. And um, there's like events like that all over and online. Another thing um, for emotional connection that I'll just throw out there is joining some sort of group like AA. AA has a ton of offshoots. It's not just for alcoholics. Uh, it's not just for Narcotics Anonymous. Like there's so many. There's adult children of alcoholics. Um, SLA, I cannot remember what that one stands for. There's a Codependence Anonymous. There's CODA. There's just a lot of different options for you out there of groups that love to share and um, accept new people all the time into the group and are a safe space to be vulnerable and be heard and to hear others and share, like listen to other stories. So I did that actually a lot when um, I was really healing my attachment style and it was so helpful to know that I just wasn't alone on this journey, which was so, I'm just so grateful for that. Okay, so I think we touched all the big ones, emotional connection, physical touch, intimacy and fun. And I just encourage you again to play around, see how you can get creative on meeting these needs and um, just know that you can meet them on your own. You do not need anybody else to meet these needs. Um, you can do it yourself. And I know that, that might sound hard, but I'm going to be your vision holder. Oh my God, I just slammed the microphone with my hand, which is by my heart. <laughs> I can be your vision holder. I believe in you. All right, so I'm going to finish packing and head off to Mexico. But if you're interested in working with me, I would love, love, love to get to know you. You can schedule a free discovery call. In this call, what you'll learn about basically is your unique attachment style and what is possible for you with this work. What are you looking to achieve with this relationship and how you can actually take the steps to get there. It's really empowering. It's really beautiful. And um, you can also see if this one-on-one coaching program is the right fit for you. So I'd love to, um, please schedule a call. I'd love to meet you. I'd love to learn more about you and help you to get to secure. 
It is totally possible. If you're interested in signing up, go to sarahcohan.com forward slash coaching. That's sarahcohan.com forward slash coaching. Sorry, I meant to spell it out. And instead, what I did is I said it twice. So I'm going to spell it out for you. And that's S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N.com. All right. I hope you just have a wonderful week and I will hit you back here. No, I'm not going to hit you. That's no, we're going to get that language out of here. I will be back here next week. I look forward to it. All right. Thank you. 